Biologic is Biological Medicine's Digital Roundtable, brought to you by the doctors at Biologic Center for Optimum Health. Join us as we discuss the intrinsic logic of the body, as well as practical steps you can take to see and feel a real difference in your own. Good morning, thank you for coming. My name is Dr. Sam Jameson, and today I'm gonna to be talking to you about the goat of the gut. Um, and so just to start off with, to clarify for any of you who uh, are not familiar with sports terminology, GOAT means greatest of all time. Um, so the uh, sportscasters like to associate the GOAT with people like Michael Jordan or Tom Brady or somebody like that. So <clears throat> what, I'm, what we're going to talk about today is butyrate. And I'm going to try and uh, suggest that butyrate is the GOAT of the gut. And so in talking about that, we're going to cover what is butyrate, where does butyrate come from, why is it important, how can we get more butyrate, um, and how does butyrate fit into the biologics approach. So butyrate is a short-chain fatty acid. Uh, short-chain fatty acids are two to five carbon weak acids. There are four types of short-chain fatty acids acetate, propionate, valerate, and butyrate. And butyrate makes up about 15% of all short-chain fatty acids produced on a daily basis. So, where is butyrate produced? It is produced in the last third of the small intestine and the first two thirds of the large intestine. And the reason why it is produced in that area is because this is an area of lower pH and lower oxygen, and so it's a better environment for the gram-positive anaerobic bacteria, which do most of the production of butyrate. And so the uh, two main uh, bacteria that do this are Clostridium and Eubacterium, and so basically they ferment the leftover-resistant starches and dietary fiber uh, in that portion of the gut to create butyrate. So, why is butyrate important to us? Well, first of all, it's an energy source. Uh, about 70% of the energy used by the colonocytes, so the epithelial cells that line the large intestine, come from butyrate. Um, about 15% of our total daily energy usage is provided by butyrate. Next, it provides electrolyte balance, and that helps with diarrhea. And so when the colonocytes absorb butyrate, it increases absorption of sodium chloride and helps with electrolyte balance in general. Clinical studies in children with acute diarrhea caused by bacteria showed a decrease in diarrhea and a more rapid recovery in patients who received resistant starches, which of course, as we just said, was a precursor to butyrate. These results were confirmed with other forms of infectious diarrhea in children and in animal studies. It has also been demonstrated that antibiotic-associated diarrhea was related to reduced concentrations and production rates of butyrate. So the lower the butyrate in the large intestine, the more likely we are to get antibiotic-associated diarrhea. Early research also suggests that oral butyrate has been effective in inducing improvement and possibly even remission of Crohn's disease. Butyrate is anti-tumoral. Uh, 
Butyrate plays a crucial role in maintaining the health and integrity of the intestinal mucosa by regulating the balance between cell, prolifer cell proliferation, differentiation, and apoptosis. It has also been recognized for its ability to slow the growth of cancer cells and to activate apoptosis in cancer cells. And so apoptosis, of course, is programmed cell death. So literally activating those colon cancers to die. Butyrate is anti-inflammatory, primary, primarily through the inhibition of NF-kappa-beta. NF-kappa-beta regulates many of the cellular genes involved in early immune inflammatory responses, including interleukin-1-beta, tumor necrosis factor, interleukin-2, interleukin-6, interleukin-8, and interleukin-12, just to name a few. The activity of NF-kappa-beta is frequently dysregulated in colon cancer and inflammatory bowel diseases, such as ulcerative colitis and Crohn's disease. It is an antioxidant. Oxidative stress in the colonic mucosa can be modulated by butyrate. Oxidative stress is involved in both inflammation and the process of in initiation and progression of carcinogenesis, so the beginning and the progression of cancer cells. In healthy humans, it has been demonstrated that locally administered butyrate increased the antioxidant glutathione and possibly decreased reactive oxygen species production. As the human colon is continuously exposed to a variety of toxic stimuli, it provides an enhanced resistance against toxic stimuli, thus improving barrier function. This might be relevant for the treatment of gastrointestinal disorders such as post-infectious irritable bowel syndrome, microscopic colitis, irritable bowel disease, and diversion colitis. It's beneficial for leaky gut. The barrier function of intestinal epithelial cells is our first line of defense. Butyrate is known to repair and enhance barrier function of intestinal epithelial cells. A recent study showed that butyrate exerts a protective effect on intestinal barrier function through the expression of mucin-2, which is the most prominent mucin in the intestinal mucosal surface and re can reinforce the mucus layer, leading to enhanced protection from luminal pathogens. Butyrate modulates the expression of tight junction proteins to minimize paracellular permeability, so it closes down those gaps between the cells that we see in leaky gut. Butyrate can also stimulate the production of antimicrobial peptides and can modulate the migration of neutrophils to inflammatory sites. Butyrate also helps with fetal hemoglobin production. Clinical trials in patients with sickle cell disease and B thalassemia confirmed the ability of butyrate to increase fetal hemoglobin production. Butyrate is an inducer of fetal hemoglobin through an epigenetic regulation of fetal globin gene expression. It helps with high cholesterol. Under normal conditions, the liver produces about 15% and the large intestine produces about 10% respectively of our daily cholesterol biosynthesis. Importantly, recent evidence shows that global effect of butyrate is to downregulate the expression of nine key genes involved in intestinal cholesterol biosynthesis, potentially inhibiting this pathway. Butyrate helps with insulin resistance. 
Dietary supplementation with butyrate has been shown to prevent and treat dietary-induced obesity and insulin resistance in mouse models. The mechanism of butyrate action is related to a promotion of energy expenditure and induction of mitochondrial function. Data suggests that butyrate may have potential application in the prevention and treatment of metabolic syndrome in humans. It helps stroke victims to heal more quickly. A recent study demonstrated that treatment with sodium butyrate after stroke stimulated long-lasting benefits of cell proliferation and neurological stem cell expression. It affects gut-brain access. A recent study demonstrated that colonizing mice with butyrate-producing bacteria or supplementing with sodium butyrate restored blood-brain permeability to healthy levels. Another study found significant immune benefits in the brains of mice fed a high-fiber diet and found that they recovered faster from endotoxin-induced sickness. Children on high-fiber diets demonstrate better ability to multitask, better working memory, and maintaining focus than children who typically ate a low-fiber diet. Studies of probutyrate probiotics showed reduced anxiety in rats and lowered psychological stress in human subjects. Butyrate treatment significantly reduced the infarct size and decreased the expression of enzymes compared with the values found for an ischemia reperfusion group. In addition, the ischemia reperfusion induced increases in inflammation, oxidative stress, and apoptosis were attenuated by butyrate. However, the protective effects were diminished by subdiaphragmatic vagotomy. So in this research study, they took mice and half of them, they cut their vagus nerve right below the diaphragm. And so if their vagus nerve had been cut, we did not see the positive effect of butyrate on the heart. But if it was in, if it was connected, then we did. So the assumption being that the vagus nerve is how we're getting the positive effect from the butyrate uh, and the gut brain axis. So lastly, butyrate is a mast cell stabilizer. Butyrate inhibited IgE and non-IgE mediated human mast cell degranulation in a concentration dependent matter. So the more butyrate you've got, the better it performed at stabilizing mast cells. Analysis revealed butyrate-induced downregulation of enzymes that are essential for mast cell activation. Another research study indicated that butyrate regulates the expression of genes associated with mast cell activation, inflammatory responses, and cytokine signaling. So to sum it all up, why do I think butyrate is the goat of the gut? Because it provides energy to colon cells, it helps with diarrhea, it helps provide colon, <coughs> excuse me, it helps uh, provide protection from colon cancer, it's anti-inflammatory, it's antioxidant, it protects and helps heal leaky gut, it helps lower cholesterol, it helps with brain tissue, it helps with hemoglobin production, it helps reduce the severity of heart attack, it affects our epigenetics, it affects the gut-brain axis through the vagus nerve, and it helps in insulin resistance. There are a few things in the body that I know of that affect so many things positively for us. So, how do we increase our butyrate? Well, the best way to do it would be to increase our consumption of fruits and vegetables so that we can get more sources of soluble fiber. 
Some great sources would be black beans, kidney beans, white beans, lentils, and other legumes, including green peas, Brussels sprouts, cabbage, broccoli, and other cruciferous vegetables, avocados, sweet potatoes, turnips, figs, nectarines, apricots, carrots, apples, guavas, flax seeds, sunflower seeds, hazelnuts, psyllium husk, passion fruit, and oranges. Now, I realize that particularly when we're talking about our patients, there are some of you who I'm sure cannot eat these things uh, because you're sensitive to them, you may have mast cell. Um, now, we do have uh, three supplements that are available to us uh, that can help provide butyrate, calcium magnesium butyrate, sodium butyrate, and tributyrin 350. Um, if you can't tolerate those, the one other option is enemas. Now, the one caveat to that is that you do have to have a prescription from a medical doctor to get a butyrate enema, but that would be an option as far as being able to get butyrate into the system. So, how does butyrate fit into the biologics approach? Well, first let's take a look at the biological medicine flow. And so, the first thing there is the input. And so, the input is any information that is coming into our system. The food we eat, something we smell, a conversation we've had, um, our thoughts, uh, the guy who cuts you off in traffic, these are all input to our system. And some of these things we can control and some of them we can't. And that's okay, but we need to understand that these inputs affect our system. And so we take the input and we process the information and that creates feedback loops. And those feedback loops affect our organ systems. And so as long as that ha happens healthfully and we adapt, then we get health. However, if our feedback loops are broken or if the system can't handle the input, now we have a problem and we have dis-ease or disease. We have to take a look at the hardware of the body, the hardware being our organ systems or possibly uh, the supplements or remedies that your doctor has recommended for you. We have to take a look at the software, which is our genetics and our epigenetics, the things in our body that tells, uh, tells the body what to do with these um, supplements like the magnesium or zinc or CoQ10 that we've given you. And finally, we've got the energy that powers the whole thing. So just like a computer, you have hardware, you have, a soft, you have software that makes it run, and then you have the power to turn it on. And then lastly, we take a look at the circuit healing. And so for each circuit, there's a tooth, a joint, a muscle, a gland, and an organ related to those circuits. So in the case of butyrate, and how it fits into all this. Butyrate can be the input uh, through a butyrate supplement or the soluble fiber we're consuming. Um, this creates the feedback loops and all the possible positive effects that we already covered, which should be helping the body adapt and ultimately heal. Butyrate can be the hardware. It can be that supplement that's coming in. It can be the energy. We talked about how it provides 70% of the energy for the colonocytes. And it has a positive effect on the software as well. There were multiple things that, as I was going through, uh, it had epigenetic effects. 
And then lastly, the circuits that are related to butyrate are going to be the small and large test and small and large intestine circuits primarily. And that's going to affect the quad and hamstring muscles. Uh, the teeth that it's gonna be related are the molars, the pituitary and pineal gland are the glands, and then the shoulder and elbow joints would be the uh, joints that are related to those circuits. So I hope that um, you guys uh, know a little more about butyrate now than you did walking in. Uh, I appreciate you coming. Um, I'll leave you with uh, this thought. Do you need more butyrate? Uh, probably. <laughs> so um, thank you again, and I will uh, open the floor to any questions uh, about butyrate. Yes, ma'am. So what foods negate the um, benefits of butyrate or Anything that causes increased inflammation in your body, it's going to kind of depend on the patient and how they react to different foods. Um, so obviously, uh, let's take gluten, for example. If you're sensitive or allergic to gluten, that's going to increase inflammation, and so that's going to have a negative effect uh, on the butyrate action, for sure. Yeah. So it's totally individual? I would say mostly, yes. Now, I mean, obviously, um, there's certain foods that we need to stay away from, processed foods and soda pop and, you know, just some of the obvious things. But yeah, in general, it's going to depend on, on your body and, and how you react to different things. Any other questions? All right. <laughs> if you were like not a patient at biologics and you see this lecture, like what, which one would you add? Most of the research has been done on sodium butyrate, so I would probably use that. Um, yeah, if I wasn't here. Um, obviously, as a biologics doctor, I'm gonna I'm gonna do testing on you and I'm gonna see which one is gonna fit best with your body. But yeah, most of the research uh, as far as supplement was done on sodium butyrate, so I would probably do that. Are the doctors here pretty regularly testing? Like, the butyrate? Butyrate is necessary, or is that a question I should be asking tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> that's, probably, that's probably a question to be asking tomorrow. Um, typically, um, I do uh, check my patients for butyrate. I've found mostly that it comes up uh, primarily when I'm building my detox remedy. Um, so that's when I see it come up most often for my patients. But uh, definitely if I've got somebody who's got a lot of digestive issues, I'm gonna pull it out and check it um, and see if, if it would be beneficial. And I personally like the Tributerin uh, 350 the best of the supplements we've got. That's the one I seem to test to the most. Other questions? All right. Thank you guys so much, and uh, enjoy the rest of your day. To access more information and resources from this episode and previous Biologic podcasts, or to learn how Biologic Center for Optimum Health's all-inclusive treatment program helps those with chronic illness, visit our website at biologicscenter.com.